and most importantly, we love each other. We ask this in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. Let's begin by standing together and singing the worship song that just says, Jesus Messiah, name above all names. Let's join Let's together. together.
then there's, then there's one more to him. him. It just, it just says, praise, praise him, praise him, him Jesus, our blessed Redeemer. Redeemer. The Messiah, Messiah arrived. arrived. He walks, he walks among us. He's walking among, among us today. today. Always, Always like that. that. Thinking, Thinking about, about Revelation, the scripture that talks about him walking among those seven churches. He's here. He dwells within us. Number 
And just so you know, Casa is Casa started in Fresno, Fresno County in 1996 with one full-time staff member and just a couple of volunteers. By 2006, it was granted the opportunity to serve the foster youth in Derrick County as well. And since its inception in 96, Casa of Fresno and Derrick County has served the foster youth in our region to be a voice for the children in our community that are most at risk. And this is a worthy cause. And they've been tireless uh, to execute the help with dedicated men and women, from advocates to social workers, attorneys, foster parents, therapists, doctors, teachers, and, and a lot of other responsible individuals to care for the foster youth of our area. And this morning, uh, we're just going to pray over CASA and uh, and their work and their establishment in our community, as well as for the, the kids and families that are fostered. So let's go before the Lord. Lord, we love you and we thank you for CASA. We ask that you bless their vision to tend to our community's most vulnerable. Please be with the children and the foster care uh, system. And be with the families and bless them and, and make their homes, Lord, uh, sanctuaries of your peace and your love and your grace. Tend to them, Heavenly Father, personally, through your Holy Spirit. And prompt us on how we can support the officers. And just we ask that your uh, protection cover them, Heavenly Father, with your, your grace and mercy. And thank you, Jesus. In your name, all God's people pray. He's already, he's already here. here. He's God. It's, it's not about us looking for him. It's recognizing the fact that he's here, he's here and that he has sought us out. He has, he has our hearts, hearts and we are his forever. Let's join him again.
how great is our God. It's all we can say. Look around and see his handiwork. We serve an amazing God. Let's join together.
Hey, hey um, um, I want to pray for our offering right now and just remind everybody that you can offer online, you can put your offering in the connection box here in the sanctuary or over there by the, by the office. And um, it's such a blessing to be able to give back to God and everything that just a portion of everything he's given us. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, these are crazy times, and Lord, Lord, we've been praying for Casa, Lord, we've been praying for our communities, and we ask that you just take these tithes and offerings, you extend them and bless them, Lord, and, and make them expound to radically change the, the landscape of this community, that this would be kingdom land to your glory. So increase it, Lord, uh, to your glory, to the glory of your kingdom, and enliven us in Jesus' name. And all God's people said... Amen. Amen. And it's time and for, for greeting, greeting, or if you're old school or high church, it's passing of the peace, is technically what it's called. So go up to someone and say, Happy Fall. Because it's fall. Good morning. Good morning. Ministry uh, and opportunity for us to serve uh, 
our local our community, community, and especially our children on that map. Couldn't think of anything better. Um, back there uh, is our tree, and we've got the gift ornaments on there. Please take those and just keep in mind. Um, just the kind of, kind of giving a uh, limit on there, but please put the uh, packages for presents there, and it's going to be super uh, exciting for that. Uh, also, the uh, sorry, couple of notes. The Grow Group uh, is going to be rescheduled to the 17th of November at 6:30 here at the church. So um, Kevin finished the book. We had a lot of reschedules. I had to reschedule as well. So I'm excited to talk about it because it's going to be really interesting, especially after. Uh, our uh, election is here, so, so um, yeah. Grow yeah. Group is going to be on the rescheduled for the 17th. And then, and then tonight, Clovis Faith Community Church, their pastor is going to be installed, and uh, Rob, our district superintendent, has invited uh, anyone and everyone to, to come to that. So tonight at 6 o'clock, Clovis Faith is their pastor installation. So to make and everyone make aware of that. that. And the last, the last thing, thing is, is uh, Super Pie on November the 27th. 27th uh, uh, the sign-up sign sheet is in the foyer out there. And we can, can uh, that'll, that'll be after church, church and that'll be November, November the 27th. 27th. So, so you can you sign can up sign for Super Pie or both. Let's pray and I'll come back to back Heavenly Father, thank you for this day, Lord. Thank you that you've given us the time to be here to worship you, to praise you. I pray for our pastor, Lord, that he would just feel your spirit, your presence, your anointing this morning as he preaches and gives us a word. Give us uh, ears to hear and uh, a heart of acceptance for the word that you have. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. If you have your Bibles and your apps, we're going to be landing in 1 John chapter 4, 4 or 7 through 21 this morning. And this week I had a great conversation, by the way. Uh, backing up what Jordan said, this the grow group, the conversation is going to be amazing. If anybody uh, wants to go ahead and join in, and you need a book, let me know, and we'll figure something out. That's going to be it's going to be a great conversation. Uh, and but speaking of conversations, I had a, a conversation with a pastor friend of mine and a partner in ministry about the upcoming election. And, and while the, the elections these days, at least in the last ten years, have suddenly become controversial. Uh, uh, the elections the election are real, real. And, and they're, they're about the real, real world in which we live, and they, they do affect us until this world, this God's God creation, until Jesus, Jesus comes back. And so and I've so got I've some got guidelines. guidelines. If you haven't you voted yet, yet, I encourage everybody to do so. And this is not chapter and verse, but this all comes out of Scripture. And one, ask for the mind of Christ before you vote. The second is don't get stuck in the world's propaganda. Uh, don't, uh, don't let yourself, let yourself third is don't let yourself be distracted by baiting questions and tend to build um, uh, a, power a power base for human power, power as opposed to <coughs> being founded in the kingdom of God. And then, and then fourth, fourth um, approach, uh, approach your earthly, earthly citizenship prayerfully, knowing that, that, that our choices affect our brothers and sisters in Christ everywhere, and our true citizenship is in heaven. And, and do the hard work of making your own decisions, and, and do it uh, prayerfully guided by the Holy Spirit. So that's about as political as I get. Uh, as I mentioned, the issues are real, and they'll affect all of us differently. Um, and when we authentically actually vote from a place of God's love for all peoples, even those that don't even recognize them, we are cooperating with God and His kingdom. In fact, today we are speaking into the love of God. And so, and so, do we have any have teachers, teachers here, retired teachers, teachers or, or people that, people that fantastic. fantastic? Thank you very much for your service. service. Um, um, 
the, the teaching, teaching is, is hard work. work. And so and if so you're a teacher, teacher you've probably heard of the Velveteen Rabbit. Rabbit. If you're an, an avid reader, you have. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an amazing, amazing book. book. And, uh, and uh, it, it's, it's about, about a, a toy that wanted to know how it is to be real. And the Velveteen Rabbit was a new toy. And it wasn't like all the other toys in the nursery of the house. He just, he just looked, looked different, different because he was shiny and he was new, and, new, and, all, and all the other, other toys were rough and they were worn out because they'd been played with so much. And the little, and the little rabbit soon felt um, alone, but was befriended by the older, wiser skin horse. And the rabbit asked the skin horse, what is it to be real? What does it mean to be real? And the skin horse tells him that what it is to be real and says that real isn't how you are made. It's the thing that happens to you when a child loves you for a very, very long time. And not just plays with you, but really loves you. Then you become real. And it takes, it takes time, and it, and it takes sacrifice. And, and generally, by the time that you're real, most of your hair has been loved off. Your, your eyeballs kind of pop out. Your, your joints are loose. You look shabby. You, You've lost, you've lost your fur, you've lost your shine, but once you're real, it doesn't matter because you can't be ugly except to the people that don't understand you. And the rabbit asked, does it hurt? And the skin horse replied, sometimes, but when you're real, you don't mind about that. And this is just a wonderful story that has to do with identity. It has to do with sacrifice and love and life in general. And we don't often associate pain with love. Um, and as the, the skin horse knew, pain, suffering, and sacrifice are a necessary part of life if we want to be real and if we are to know what it really means to be loved, specifically loved by God. And, and it's often in the most painful times and moments in our life that we discover what love truly is and who it is that truly loves us. And, you know, when life is good and everything is going great, we believe that we have friends who would do anything for us. But when the storm clouds of life hover on our lives, our so-called friends run for shelter. And it's only those that stick around us who are real that remain by our side. And as the church, the body of Christ, as God's beloved, we should be a place where love is real and love is known. And, and people should feel as though they can come here and, and find comfort and peace and ease ease of mind when the world is crashing around them as well and just as important when someone's life is over the top and they're celebrating milestones and goals the church embraces and celebrates with each other together and the people of God are to love with that real kind of love because we realize that God really loves us in that way and God loves us. It's painful. He loves us painfully. He loves us sufferingly. And he, he proved his love by sacrificing himself for us. And that is what real love is. And that's the love that makes us real, that makes us human and forms us. And the point is that when we receive that real love from God, we become more human. And we have an obligation to love one another with that unique kind of love, that, a love that's real and substantial. And it's a love that... that and this morning we're going to look at some of the characteristics of love from 1 John 4, 7 through 21. And these characteristics are that God is the source of love, that God is the sacrifice of love, that God is the sequence of love, and God is the security of love. 
So if you are able, would you please stand for the reading of God's Word? There we go. Beloved, that's us, the church. Let us love one another because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not... No God, no God, or whoever, whoever does, does not love does not know God, God for God, God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. way. God, God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, since God loves us so much, we ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is perfected in us. And by this we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father has sent his Son as the Savior of the world. God abides in those who confess Jesus is the Son of God, and they abide in God. So we have known and believed the love that God has sent for us. God is love, and those who abide in love abide in God, and God abides in them. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness on the day of judgment, because as he is, so we are in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, for fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears does not reach perfection in love. We love because he loved us first. Those who say, I love God, and hate their brothers and sisters are liars. For those who do not love a brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. The commandment we have from him is this, those who love God must love their brothers and sisters also. This has been the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. See, this first characteristic of love that we're going to be talking about uh, is that God is the source of love. And John reinforces this theme that he's been writing about in chapter 3 and verses 1 through 7 and 16 through 24. And now he rests with this pronouncement of love by revealing the characteristics of love that flow from God's own self, from God's own holiness. And we begin begin our narrative narrative with, Beloved, let us love one another because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. And whoever does not know God, whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. And that's a very good, complex sentence. And to really grasp more firmly what John is sharing, it might be easier to understand if we reverse the order in this. And we begin with, God is love. See, God God is is love is the genesis or starting point or or foundation, or we could also say that God is love is the source in which love is initiated and ultimately defined. You see, in English, we have one word for love, but in the Greek, there's four different words for love. I'm sure most of us know them, but we're going to review them again. And we have family love, which is called storage, and that's the love that you have for your parents or your children. Uh, uh, and your brothers, and, your brothers and, and your sisters. And there's uh, social, social love, which is philia, philia and that's how we get the word Philadelphia, and it's the sort of love that you have for your social group or your community. There's physical love, and that's eros, and the sort of love that's created for a physical relationship. And, and it's interesting because uh, eros is the only Greek word for love that most people would recognize in our world today. 
and that probably says a lot about our popular culture and, and, and the, how, the, how the world has twisted this concept of love so egregiously. And then finally, there's this agape love, which is defined and initiated by God. It's this otherworldly, holy, perfect, perfecting love that only can come from God's own self. It's, it's a love that's not of this world. It's the love that we've been talking about, that God lavishes on us as his children. It's this not from this world kind of love, and, and it, it gives without demanding or expecting anything in return. And this is the love that John is writing about here. Uh, it's, and it's so strong that it's even given to those that are unlovable and unappealing and even those that hate God himself. And it's so seriously radical, this love that God has, that, that we really need to, to consider how radically changed we can be when we embrace this kind of love. Because this is the love that changes us and interacts with us and has us see God's image in his creation in which all humanity is created and made. And, and God loves the kind of love that the skin horse and the velveteen rabbit would discover. It's a love that makes us real because it comes from God's own self. And it lives within us when we have it. It's a love that is that even if it's rejected by the recipient of that love, it's still given. It's a type of love that comes from the source of character of love. It's, it's like a pure spring that gives pure water. So this agape love gives pure love. And it doesn't discriminate about who may drink or, or take sinner or saint. All are invited to experience this love. Because it's the character of God's own holiness from which this love flows. So if God is love and we don't love, then we must not know God. And the implication means that we are not walking as Jesus walked, that we don't have eternal life, and that we aren't God's children. And isn't the point of this whole series of walking with confidence? I write these things to those that believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. And that and means that we, in order to have eternal life, we need to know God and we need to know his love. And it needs to live within us because God is love. But if we do love, it's not just by nature that we're good people with rose-colored glasses and we sing kubaya and we sip Kool-Aid. This is the type of love that, that impacts us in real ways, everyday life ways. It impacts us in the decisions we make, and it calls us to lift ourselves up to higher standards. And it's because we know God that we have been born of God, and being born of God means that we are born again or born from above, as John writes in his gospel. And if we are born of God and born above and born again, then we know God and we know God's love, and, and we know that we are God's children because of that love. And it all points back to the beginning command in chapter 3, verse 23 of John's letter when he says, love one another. Loving one another means that we know God and we know his love. And it's, this is easier said than done. There may be people that we disagree with, but we need to remember Jesus' example of, of loving our enemies. He never took his love away. In fact, it was most pronounced when people when were against him. And we need, and we to, need remember to remember that, that God, God loves us even when we hated God and God's people. people. That God, God loves us even when we have turned our backs on God or rejected him. That God, God loves us even when we know the right thing to do and we refuse to do it. 
that God loves us even when we go against Him, when we judge others and look out for our own personal agendas before considering Him and His kingdom. God loves us even though. And you can fill in the blank. It might be that even though sometimes we don't feel lovable at times, God's love is. And we are to love others with that kind of love. God's love. And this command to love one another comes from the great command, great commandment that Jesus gives to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And, and the second is this, to love your neighbor as yourself. And, and somewhere along that line, because of our Western linear thinking, we move progressively, step one, step two, step three. So we, we say you got to love the Lord your God. you got to love the Lord your God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And now you have to love your neighbor, and then you have to love yourself. And, and we get mixed up, and we start trying to prioritize God's love and instead of thinking of it circularly. Instead of one, two, three, it could be one, three, two, or two, three, one, or three, one, two, or two, three, one. I think I said that one already. Um, because God's love can't be fractured. God's love isn't a piece of pie or a cookie that you break off and you just share and you're going to keep some. God's love is something that we give away and continue to do so because it comes from an unending source. God's love is everlasting without beginning or end. And we begin to love God and we begin to love God with all of our being. It's because he loved us first. You know, sometimes, and I, I talk to Shelly about this every so often, there's, there's people in my life that are very difficult to love. And I haven't loved them well over the years. And so one of my goals is to go ahead and begin to just find a loving characteristic about them. And if I can do that, they may not change, but I will. And my love for God will grow. And I will recognize his love in me in a greater in a greater sense. And in that I become more real. Become more human. And I begin to walk in an intimate, more personal relationship with our Savior. Just because I'm drawing from the source of love, which is God. <clears throat> And then, and then only then, only then from, from, from God's God seed that is planted in our hearts, it teaches us to love ourselves better and see ourselves in God's love. And then we nurture that love and we begin to share it more and more like I'm talking about with others. And you see, God's love can't be contained. God's love is, is made to be released into his creation through his church, through the power of his Holy Spirit. And we can only do that if we receive God's love and love God so we can love one another. And you can't love someone else unless you love yourself. First, or the greatest commandment is literal in that. And if we peer into this Johannian literature, which is the, all the, everything that is written by the Apostle John, there's evidence in his writings that John appears to be addressing a, a split in the church or a division in the church. And, and there's a group of people that had just left the church community and they went to another direction. And in this light, how much does this text speak to us today? And on the modern polarization of... <clears throat> of, of, of churches splitting and people leaving and seeking other things or, or just walking away and, and even with the election cycles that we have lived through the body of Christ has been fractured by putting our faith in human leadership rather than God's kingdom 
and more specifically in our King, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. God's love remains, and we need to be more faithful in seeking it out. And not just love those that remain in the church, we are to love those that have left the church and the community. And and not just, and not just love, love those that are faithful, but love those that are divisive and have abandoned and have caused injury to us and to others or stand in opposition to, to the community of God and its people. You see, we've all experienced and seen on the news or experienced ourselves as hate and the polarization and contempt and the selfishness which has become an infection in our society. And we've learned a lot about vaccines. So... If you will, the antidote to all that, the vaccine, the inoculation, if you will, is to love one another with God's perfect and perfecting love. And it moves a local church body from a survival mode into a thriving mode. It transforms the communities in which we embrace it, and it radically transforms us and our spiritual life. And it, it, it is clear that when we love like this, we see the best in each other, even when others attack us for challenging their divisiveness with truth and grace. And in it, it seeks out the best in one another and holding one another accountable because that's what love does. Love, well, when I was growing up in Southern California, uh, we would go we would over go to this one park, park, park every time it rained, rain, and it would and fill up with mud, mud, and we played mud tackle football. So we'd ride our bikes out there, and somebody, um, and it was had this big uh, retaining wall right on the other side is the 405-22 interchange split. And as kids, we liked to explore, and we found out there's a hole in that wall, and we could actually literally play on the freeway. Someone, Someone loved us loved enough, enough to not to let not us let do us that. that. Not, that. Not that we didn't hear, not that we didn't talk about, about it, but love, love doesn't let, let others, others play on the freeway. Love, love keeps, keeps people, people from that. that. And, that's and that's love. love. And, and <clears throat> love has a purpose, and that purpose is to usher in the fullness of life by Christ that we talked about last week. And, and all we need to do is begin to invest in life when we invest into love, and specifically into the love of others to bring them into more a real fashion, much like the, the skin horse did with the velveteen rabbit. And this character comes from God and doesn't come from us. We can't draw from our own strength. We have to draw from the Holy Spirit within us because God's love is in us as his children. And we have to understand that it might not be our natural inclination to love, but God is love. And God will train us to love. And he won't just train us to love and to love with the definition of this world. He will train us with love that comes from him out of this world. And over time, it will reveal and transform our very DNA as we begin to operate God's love in all areas of our life. And so I was preparing the the sermon this week, and I realized when I was praying, because I do try to talk to God frequently and often, which is probably a good thing, and encourage everybody to try it, at least for a day. Uh, That's a lot to think about and a lot to unpack. And I really want us to go ahead and just begin to focus. I don't want to hurry up and and oversaturate the sponges of our minds. And so so we're going to go ahead and consider consider today was part one of a two-week series, and we're going to continue talking about God's love next week. 
And so, and so what, I, what, I, what I'm asking is for everybody to, to prayerfully meditate and read over the scripture at least three times this week. First John 4, 7 through 21. And then begin to talk about it with your accountability partner or your friend or your spouse, a family member. You can journal about God's love and specifically that God is a source of love. And then how are we to love others with his love? And so both weeks we're also going to be having the same challenges. And this challenge is five part. What areas of life do you most example the love and life of Jesus? Where in our communities do you see the love of God active? This is important because if we open our eyes to see the active love of God within our communities, we will be floored at how much is available and how much we've missed because we've had our eyes closed as we drive through our communities. Are you prayerfully asking God to remove hate from your heart? How can we be confident on the day of judgment? And then ask God to direct you to a sister or brother that you can show love toward. Love is actionable, and we want to go ahead and take that action. So if you can stand, uh, please, or if you can stand, please stand for a blessing. May you go boldly into your communities, living out the love of God. A love that does not come from us, rather that comes from God alone and is sacrificial, tangible, and gives us hope of our eternal salvation. May you reflect Jesus and restore hope as we love, grow, and serve Christ in our communities. Amen. You are sent.